It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin. On today's show, we will talk about Microsoft and LinkedIn. We will talk about Snapchat and their new API. And of course, the first ever Snapchat movie. It's all next on the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, what up? It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin from the offices of MLive. As always, you can get a hold of me uh, via email. It's eric at mlive.com or on Twitter or Facebook. You can just search Eric Hultgren and you'll find me easily. Um, yesterday, Microsoft inked the deal late Sunday night into Monday. They have uh, purchased LinkedIn for $26 billion with a B. $26 billion, which is LinkedIn at a share of $196 per share, which is uh, 50% up from where they closed on Friday, so they got quite the deal. In fact, uh, after last year's loss for LinkedIn, LinkedIn at this point is getting the better end of the deal than Microsoft. Now, Microsoft is known for overpaying for a lot of things like Skype, Nokia's handset business, a quantitative, and then of course when they tried to buy Yahoo and that didn't work. They also last year tried to buy Salesforce, which also didn't work, and this is in direct response to that. So what is going to happen? Well, there's a number of things that could happen between Microsoft and LinkedIn, not the least of which is the data discussion which as this thing gets flushed out, it becomes more and more interesting to see what Microsoft would be able to do with the data that LinkedIn has. If you can port that over and merge things like Excel and Word and PowerPoint into the platform, this becomes a really interesting thing. It also becomes an interesting thing from Microsoft's perspective at their ability to innovate. And one of the things in business that you hear a lot of times is if you run out of innovation, you start buying said innovation. So when you uh, are not as innovative as a company, you start purchasing other companies that have done the innovation for you. And that can work out in your favor or not so much in your favor. One of the things that Microsoft has been able to do in recent years after the overpaying for those aforementioned businesses, it's things like acquiring Minecraft, which worked out really, really well in their favor. They had a great day yesterday at E3 with the launch of the new Xbox One and all of the other games that are coming out of that platform. So in the entertainment space, they are making some headway. In the social space, they obviously have had some stumbles with the window phone and things like that. This could be a great place for them to play because they clearly know productivity and they have the products in the productivity space that would be great for LinkedIn for those two to merge together. And then you get to talk about LinkedIn and their ability to target people on the platform. If you could do that with greater accuracy and granularity, this is what LinkedIn is amazing at. Now, you, you will read things or hear from people who are using LinkedIn. Um, if you're somebody who has a job and loves your job, things like the premium service at LinkedIn is not really that robust if you're not looking for a job. If you are looking for an employee or looking for a job, LinkedIn premium is a must and it does some pretty amazing things. If you're somebody who loves your job and just wants to network on LinkedIn. There are not enough things, I don't believe, on LinkedIn that make it worthwhile. So one of the things that Microsoft could do immediately is bump up that premium package so it's worthwhile for people to upgrade to that premium package, meaning it's worth me giving you 50 bucks a month because I get all of these things. Things like career advice, because you now have the world's largest employment database. So you have all of this asset, 433 million members in LinkedIn. Think of all the data that you can get. So if you're somebody who is in IT and you want to know how do I get in contact with people in this universe to get a better job, if you're in the pro circuit of LinkedIn, that could be one of the things that they could provide you. So the other thing that I know as 
been written about a lot since late Sunday night and all of yesterday is this idea of validation. And one of the things that they would like to see Microsoft do immediately is start validating credentials on LinkedIn. Because as of right now, I could stop this podcast, go to LinkedIn, and I could type that I have a PhD in podcasting, and LinkedIn will let me do that. There is no such thing as a PhD in podcasting. Or I could say I've got a PhD in nuclear physics also something I don't have, but it would not check it against anything to make sure that that was true. So from a recruitment standpoint, while LinkedIn is the gold standard right now to find passive candidates, it is not the place you go when you want to validate credentials. You still sort of have to do that background check on your own. And if Microsoft, along with LinkedIn, could create a plan where they could do that for you, so all of the things that you see on people's LinkedIn profiles were already validated, another big win for them. Between Microsoft and LinkedIn, this is a partnership that I think could be amazing once it fleshes itself out. We're right now in this $26 billion honeymoon where everyone's like, wow, that's just a lot of money, but I guess we'll see what happened. This is something that I think both companies needed to do. While LinkedIn, like I said, is the place for professionals to go to use social media in a professional sense, it really hasn't innovated in a way that I think the other platforms have, and we'll talk about Snapchat in a minute, but it hasn't really innovated in that way. Now, yes, it's been amazing at your ability to target in the ad platform. It's been amazing at your ability to recruit. But as far as usability from the user standpoint, it really hasn't changed all that much since its original launch. And injecting $26 billion of worth in it from Microsoft and Microsoft's backend, if things like merging between the platforms that Microsoft has and the platform that LinkedIn has, I think that could be some very cool stuff that happens. Is it worth $26 billion? I guess we will see. All that being said, I really think Microsoft has had some big wins after their former CEO left, and they've been a little bit more focused on the job at hand and making purchases that were within the aspects of the brand itself. Time will tell if this is going to be a good thing, but for both businesses right now, I think them being together makes a lot of sense. And I know that Microsoft was thinking about this in about December of last year. They started talking this year around February, so they've been thinking about this for a minute. So they clearly have a plan. We'll have to give them a chance to flesh that plan out and see what happens. But for now, $26 billion, LinkedIn is now a property of Microsoft. The other big news is that Snapchat announced on Monday as well. You've got a lot of stuff that happened on Monday. E3 kicked off. Apple had its Worldwide Developers Conference. You got uh, to see a sneak peek of iOS 10 and the upgrades to Apple Music, which will be just in time for the launch of Amazon's streaming product that will also come out this fall. And those two can go head to head and we'll get into that later. The other big news, though, was that Snapchat uh, opened up its API to some partner programs. One of those partners is VaynerMedia. There are four other partners that have joined on and will begin creating ads on Snapchat. How will that work? Well, when you're done watching your friend's Snap story, an ad will run between the two stories. So remember when we talked about why they made it seamless so these stories continue to run and run and run? Well, the idea is that if you hit one and just let it go, you'll keep going. Now they're going to interject an ad in between them. This is why they were very specific in the partners that they picked, though, because they want to make sure that the ads feel like they belong there and make an impact when you watch them because there's going to be nothing more jarring than what happened initially, let's say six months ago, where companies like Twix would just run TV commercials on Snapchat and they didn't work out very well. That is not what you're going to see as part of this partner program. So they've got partners on the ad side. They've got partners on the creative side. They are going to merge together and create ads that will show up in Snapchat stories. The bigger part of this story is the fact that Snapchat is reporting that they are on par to make $1 billion, again, $1 billion with a B, in 2017 in Snapchat ads. This 
is why we keep talking about this platform because big things are happening on this platform and a billion dollars in 2017 is something uh, that A, we shouldn't sneeze at and two, we should start paying attention to. Uh, One of the execs at Facebook in a related story said that in five years, in five years, your entire news feed on Facebook is going to be video. And as the whole world moves to video and you saw what happened and how we were getting news on Sunday at the tragedy that happened in Orlando, a lot of that was video based. A lot of that was coming out of Snapchat. And as they are building this API and the targeting that we're able to see right now, think of what those ads will look like when you're watching your friend and then an ad that is targeted at you is connected to that friend. A long time ago, it was the old social media trope to say friends trust friends. Well, now we're going to put that to the test as you're going to be watching your friend's snap story and then an ad will run after it and it needs to match what that feeling out of your friend's story made you feel like. Will they be able to do that in targeting? Well, that's what they've been building and hopefully what they're going to be launching here in the next three or four weeks. So look for that. It will not happen right now, but it will happen soon. And one other quick Snapchat story, the first ever Snapchat movie was created. It's called Sick House. There is a great article. I'll put in the show notes from Fast Company on how they made it. And what was interesting about this is it's a social media thriller, but they had to create it obviously in real time because you can't film, then store the stuff and then put it up on Snapchat. They had to do it in real time. So if the shot needed to take place at night, they had to do it at night, which is if you know anything about movies, not how they make movies. They don't make movies in order. They make them out of order. So this movie was made in sequence, and it's the first one on Snapchat, and uh, you can see it in the show notes here as you are uh, checking out the podcast today. As always, if you have any questions, you can get at me, eric at mlive.com or on Twitter, P-O-L-Y-M-A-T-H-A-N-D-V-I-N-E. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. We'll be back tomorrow.